Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artists and food makers, farmers, authors and tastemakers who are passionate about everything delicious. A very good weekend to you food lovers. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Are you dedicated to great taste? Because I am constantly traveling the globe in search of the next big thing in food. On this show, we sift through ingredients and food news, pop culture, and more to bring you emerging cuisines, gastronomic trends, and great culinary thinkers. This is your destination for delicious dishes. And whether you love to cook or love to eat, I like to say we can definitely be friends. Please open your mind, expand your palate, and join me every weekend to gain delicious knowledge on the wonderful world of food. I am always serving up seconds, by the way, at chefjamie.com. Aren't seconds the best? There's no greater compliment for a chef, by the way. And I hope that you'll become a friend and a fan on social media at Chef Jamie Gwen, where you'll find my daily dish. It is my goal to satiate your appetite on radio, TV, and any other platform you find me sharing my passion for fabulous food. And so please allow me to feed your soul. And let me uh, set the table first for this glorious weekend. He is Canada's premier cheese expert with over 25 years of cheese and cheese making experience. He's also the host of Food Network Canada's first ever docu-series on cheese. And his first cookbook was a bestseller. He is the world's youngest maitre fromager, an honor bestowed upon him in 2013, in fact, and he continues to grow the title. He is also my cheese boyfriend, as I call him, and his wife doesn't mind because cheese master Afram Pristine is stopping by to dish, and I am delighted. Do not touch your dial. We are having the most glorious cheese conversation, and who doesn't love cheese? We're going to build a fall cheese board. He's going to share with you his favorites, and you are going to be a culinary hero at your next dinner party. But first... Let's get this culinary conversation going, shall we? Because I like to kick off the show every week with a tutorial of sorts, some sort of masterclass and education to grow your food knowledge. And we've known each other 20 years now. I've had the privilege of sharing my passion on the radio. But did you know I have an obsession for pumpkins? I do. The beautiful ones that uh, right now adorn my front door, which by the way, uh, there are pink pumpkins at Melissa's Produce this year. They're gorgeous. Thank you, Melissa's Produce, for so many years of support of this show, Uh, but they are absolutely spectacular. And my festive fall front of my house is made up of entirely pink pumpkins. It's beautiful. I'll post a picture. My son loves the big orange ones, of course, that we love to carve, but it's really the cooking pumpkins that I love the most. And people ask very often of me, why don't you just buy the canned stuff? 
when they see me roasting pumpkin and making my own homemade pumpkin puree. I do buy the canned stuff, by the way, year round. It's pretty good stuff and you want to buy pure puree. There's actually a pumpkin puree in a can that comes out of Italy if you can find it and it's fantastic. But I put that canned pumpkin puree in my morning smoothie and I make homemade ravioli with it. I make pumpkin crumb cake and pumpkin mascarpone caramel trifle. But actually cooking a whole pumpkin really makes for glorious recipes and very impressive presentations. And I love when people ooh and ah. Now, from a French classic to a richly spiced vegetable curry, uh, pumpkin is one of the ingredients that screams fall. And you can put it to good use when you make a big batch and you will guaranteed have a both savory and sweet festive autumn season, no doubt. So, where do you start? Well, I recently bought a few sugar pie pumpkins, and that's what I like foremost to make my pumpkin puree from. A sugar pie pumpkin is not meant as a carving pumpkin, rather. It's smaller in size, and it is meant for cooking. And the name really describes, I think, exactly what it is. It tends to skew slightly sweeter. The flesh itself purees super smooth, and it makes the best ever pumpkin soup, which by the way, I added some roasted pears to that pumpkin soup. Um, And I always start my soup with a saute of onions and garlic in butter, which lays a flavor base for the soup, right? So it's full bodied. It's not too sweet, but it has a, a lovely hint of sweetness. A little cayenne offsets that. Oh, it was so good. And I like to roast my fresh pumpkin before I use it to increase the flavor, because I actually think um, that you'll find some water leach out of it, the natural water content of the puree as it sits in the fridge. And so you get a more concentrated flavor over time with that roasted pumpkin or that freshly roasted pumpkin more specifically. Now you get a caramelization from roasting pumpkin, like when you roast vegetables and there's something really beautiful about it. Uh, The soup turned out better than I had hoped for. um, And it will be a perfect fall dinner alongside a salad for meatless Monday. It would be a beautiful starter for your Thanksgiving menu, of course. It's a pumpkin pear soup and it's posted on my website at chefjamie.com. So how do you roast that pumpkin? Very simply. You can roast it whole, or you can cut off the top, scrape out the seeds, put the top back on, and roast it um, just purely that way. I like 375 degrees, and depending upon the size of the pumpkin, you'll find it tender when you poke it with a knife, like you would a potato. Now, you can also up your game by rubbing the inside of that cleaned pumpkin with olive oil, seasoning, salt, and pepper, and get a jump start on a flavorful pumpkin puree. Uh, and then of course there's wonderful things to do. Should you buy cubed pumpkin or butternut squash, both of which are available in the stores this year. As the weather turns colder, I put roasted pumpkin cubes. I'll often cut up a sugar pie pumpkin 
uh, take the peel off, clean it out, cut it up into cubes and roast it on a baking sheet. And I freeze those cubes, IQF, individually quick frozen, like they do frozen berries. And then I throw them into everything throughout the season. Like chili is made better with pumpkin. Uh, waffles are made better with pumpkin. Um, but if you want a real showstopper, then you make what I call a holiday indulgence. And it doesn't matter what holiday it is throughout the fall or autumn and through the winter. It's a pumpkin soup gratin in a pumpkin inspired by Paul Bocuse's legendary recipe. And then Dory Greenspan reinvented it some years later. It is a pot of gold. It is decadently creamy and extraordinarily delicious. Think of a pumpkin Top cut off, cleaned out, and filled with layers of cubed bread and Gruyere cheese and caramelized onions. I know. Did you just fall off your chair? If you're driving, by the way, sit back up, please. And with that said, you pour broth, preferably good quality chicken stock, over the whole thing. You could use veggie stock as well. And you bake it. So when you scoop it out all cheesy and bready and oniony delicious, like, um, onion soup, but better. You scoop part of that tender pumpkin flesh into the bowl with the goodness. And it is the best thing you've ever had really. Now you can make homemade pumpkin butter. You use roasted pumpkin or store-bought pumpkin puree with softened butter and you spread it on pancakes or toast. You can mix your homemade or store-bought pumpkin puree into risotto. It's so good. Um, You can make a pasta sauce simply with pumpkin puree and cream and your favorite shredded cheese and toss it with cooked pasta. I'll come to your house for dinner for that. And you can rip place any recipe that calls for squash with pumpkin. Pumpkin is packed with antioxidants, by the way, and so good for you. That's my excuse to eat it. And coming up, now that I hope I've made you hungry, we are going to please you with cheese. Yes, cheese master, Afram Pristine, one of the the most knowledgeable Turophiles I know sitting down to dish and I can't wait Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio with lots more to sink your teeth into right after this Rejoice, Chef Jamie Gwen, in your radio as the culinary conversation continues. Did you know that a tourophile is a connoisseur of cheese? That's a great dinner party word, don't you think? Allow me to introduce you once again to the grandest, most knowledgeable, and extraordinary tourophile that I know. He is cheese master Afram Pristine, Canada's 
cheese expert. With over 25 years of experience in the art of cheese making, he has studied with the world's greatest. And it is his passion and his commitment, his extraordinary dedication that has made his family business of 52 years, the Cheese Boutique, the most successful anywhere. He's also the host of Food Network Canada's first ever docu-series, a six one-hour episode series on Hulu. And his best-selling cookbook, uh, back from 2018, still a bestseller for the love of cheese. We're waiting, greatly anticipating the second. And he is one of the world's youngest maître fromager. He is uh, given this honor, bestowed by France, because he is recognized for his exceptional cheese knowledge in the community. Now, Cheese Boutique is a 10,000-square-foot gourmet food store in the heart of Toronto, Canada. And I will tell you, you have seen Afram everywhere, but not and never enough. On TV and the radio and at every big food event, he is an ambassador for cheese and a truly tremendous talent who I am so proud to call my friend and my comrade, and he's back. Because I was yeah. starting, yes, he's back. I was starting to think, <laughs> Chef, uh, what should, what cheeses should I be eating for fall? So, as you know, I texted you, Afram, come back on the radio. The seasons are changing, and we have to talk. How are you, my friend? Oh, you're the just the greatest, oh, Jamie. Please. You know, I swear, you should be at least in my PR. Just like, <laughs> just run everything I do because well, gift of gab, like, maybe. What an what an intro! Oh, uh, I'm you. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. You know, I mean, you know, you're my Palm Desert, California girlfriend. Yes, and my wife is perfectly good with that because she adores you too. So. Uh, I'm happy to be back on the show. Well, thank you. Thank God your wife is gorgeous and confident, yeah. right? Because yeah. we stand yeah. alongside each other yeah. and you yeah. say, this is my California girlfriend and then this is my yeah. wife. And Courtney yeah. just giggles, which I think is yeah. fabulous. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, very cool. Very, You're very lucky, no doubt. Yeah. Um, okay. Multiple generations in your business. Lots yeah. of different palettes and flavors. Uh, before we jump into the best of fall cheeses... Um, just give us a quick refresher as to your mindset for fall. If we're putting together a cheese and charcuterie board or cheese and chocolate like you do, which I love, that's yeah. the ultimate dessert. Um, yeah. How do you please everyone all the time and as the seasons change? I, I, first, uh, I really uh, applaud you for kind of like bringing this kind of concept to cheese because people forget. I mean, look, there's seasons for peaches and tomatoes and produce. We all know that, okay? Yes. But cheese is the same thing, right? Mm. And and it and there there's a cheese for every season. And I think it really depends on what the weather is like outside. Now, with that said, where I'm from, I'm here in Toronto right now. Uh, you know, the fall is a little slightly different here than it is in California <laughs> or, you know, Florida. <laughs> so it's just a little. But look, we have beautiful fall and, you know, the colors are already starting to change here. Look, for me right now is let's put away the buffalo mozzarellas and the burratas of the world. Okay, Thank you. That, it's a summertime thing. We had a great season, you guys. I appreciate it. But, you know, I think now is when we're getting into, you know, the bigger, bolder, funkier cheeses, right? I always think that, like, at, in fall, I want, like, a wicked red wine, okay? Yeah. I don't want too much rosé. I don't want too much, like, chilled white wine. I want something a little bit more, like, comforting, 
and a little bit more like rich and like just kind of warms you up. Yes. Even maybe it's not wine, maybe it's a scotch, Jamie, mm, right? Or some okay. or, or or like a warm kind of cocktail or something. So for me right now, it's like the big, rich, stinky, creamy cheese. Mm. That is like what I am craving right now. Yeah. And you know, and I know amazing cheeses are coming all over the U.S. and in Canada as well. I mean, we have Quebec, right, with that that French culture and that French ideology with cheese. There's this cheese right now, Jamie. I'm addicted to. It's called Adoré. Adoré, like adore. To, uh, to be adored. Exactly. Okay. And you guys have a cheese very known in uh, Vermont at Jasper Hill Dairy. It's of called Harpinson. Yes, Harbinson, I know it. Right? Uh-huh. Okay, you know that one? Yes. So Adoré is like our version of, of, of Harpinson. Okay. Where it's wrapped in spruce wood. Yes. So this is, it's wrapped in spruce wood, and the spruce grows on the farm where the cheese is made and that kind of whole, like, organic feel to it. And this thing, like, you leave out for two, three, six hours even, mm. and you can have it with a spoon. Mm. And it's just so, like, mm. it's like thick, funky cream. Yeah, fabulous. That's, okay, and that's on, what I want. Oh, I want that right now too. <laughs> yeah. On on the board, it pairs yeah. with because we're putting away the peaches, as you said. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. uh, dried fruit comes into play. If Perfect. you can get yeah. your hands on figs, yeah. there's pomegranate somewhere. Persimmon is alive yeah. right now. Yeah. So more of the hearty fall fruit, uh, the the fattier, the richer. On the meats? Okay, name another cheese, please. We're building okay, a board. So, yeah, perfect. Okay, so so we got that. I think now we're going to go to like, um, I think like a really like creamy, either sheep or, or, or goat's milk, right? I love so the Harbinson. Yeah, same here. So the Harbinson is that kind of cow's milk that we discussed. So I think something now, like we want to like get into some of the other milks, which have a uh, different flavor profiles. And let me take a step back, Jamie. I think when making a board like this, right, in the fall, you want, like, the the thing to think about to all the viewers now is diversity, right? Yes. We want to have diverse textures. We want to have diverse flavor profiles, all of it. The cheese world is enormous, right? So I think, like, really, like, getting a few, like, superstar beauty cheeses that that are completely different, right? right? So for me, something like, uh, you know, the Midnight Moon being made at Cypress oh, Grove. Cypress Grove. Do you know that one? I, yeah, I do. But, Isn't it an, um, is it Ash? Well, that's the Humboldt Fall. Oh, that's Humboldt. So, Thank you. Yeah. So, so it's also made at the same dairy. The Midnight Moon, and very good example, okay, of what we're talking about. Humboldt Fog is like an ash-covered, like really like lush, fresh-tasting goat's milk. Again, more summertime, right? Yeah, more that's, I see with like that. A, with like a rosé. But the Midnight Moon is very Dutch-influenced. Oh, interesting. So, so when I say that, it's very Gouda, or as the Dutch say, Gouda. Oh, Gouda. It's, it's, more, it's, it's more like an H than, a, than it is a G in Dutch. So this is, th- think of this like if the Dutch, okay, had a cheese baby with <laughs> California. There we go. This is it. No, okay. this cheese is it. This is the cheese child of Holland and California. We're building the most extraordinary cheese board with the ambassador of cheese. Afram Pristine is here. You and me, Chef Jamie Gwen, right after the break. 
We're back and we're dishing with Canada's premier cheese expert. He is cheese master Afram Pristine, and we have functioned a fall cheese board for the ultimate in taste and texture and more. Okay, Afram, one of the things I love about a goat's milk cheese, and no matter the season, is I find it has a freshness to it. Well, you I said it very well. I find goat's milk clean, yeah. Yeah. so I find goat's milk cheeses add a, a kind of cleaner component to a cheese board. And like you alluded to, you want to have diversity, right? We want to have yeah. multiple cheeses of different textures, flavor profiles, and strengths. But we also want a range, right? We want to start totally. like when you recommend when we, if we were to sit down to cheese and wine together, you would recommend we start at the mildest and Always. sip and savor and snack yeah. and so on. And if there was some totally stinky, over-the-top, like-your-feet, blue-veined monster on the board. We're going to finish with that one, right? Because we want to take our palate through from mild to strong. 100%. The, the Midnight Moon is like second or third in our lineup yes. of five. Yes. Okay, so if good. we have a lineup of five, you're good, Jamie. So if we have a lineup of five, right? And, you know, that Harbinson I told you about, yeah. if, if Midnight Moon is... Number two, Harbinson's going to be a little after, right? It's going to okay. be probably three or four because of the funk. And you always want to build and consume your cheeses from mildest to strongest, as you mentioned. Look, yes. we're going to put a blue cheese definitely on this board, right? Right. Now, that, that's going to be number five, right? Of you want to leave the biggest, boldest, most aggressive cheese at the end. So, I, I, you know, because if you had that first, you won't taste the Midnight Moon. That blue cheese flavor is just going to linger with you. It's, it's going to hang on to your palate, which is not a bad thing. No, we but, want it know, to at the end of the night. Yeah, exactly. When we finish taste, the bottle of wine. You won't finish. You won't, you won't enjoy the midnight right. zone. And that's right. kind of, look, when you're building a board, you want to maximize the cheese experience yes. to the most, yes. right? Tempering your cheeses. So crucial, right? Okay, that, so now you have to go back. Huge, yeah, it is huge. huge. I agree. Now you have to go back. You miss number one. Okay, where, so where's number one, the like the uni- yeah. yeah the universal cheese that everybody loves? We start out with and we get yeah. you hooked. Okay, so I think I'm going to go to France. I'm going to go to Burgundy, and like so, we're using like like this is going to be like a United Nations kind of cheese board, right? Like we want to go throughout oh, the it. world, different styles. So I'm going to start in Burgundy with an iconic cheese, my father, okay, who is, uh, you know, my mentor, as you know, and, yes. like, just taught me everything about cheese. And, wonderful. Like, and, and, and the smartest human being I've ever met gave me everything. He taught me first about this one cheese. It's called Briette Savarin. I love Briette Savarin. It's, oh, okay. It's so good. It's and so it's good. A, it's a it's a bougie cheese, yeah, it is Jamie, bougie. But, but, but it's approachable at the same time. It's something that's comfortable. It's not too aggressive. It's all about the texture. It's like glorified salted butter. Mm-hmm. It's it's like ice cream. I swear. It's like so. We're gonna start off with that. That's a that's triple. Like a that's a triple cheese. cream, correct? Oh, it, it, it's it like literally goes right to your hips. Yeah, and, but it. Like uh, I'll take fat. it. That's okay. It's bl- yeah, it's yeah. got a bloomy rind, but yes. it's not 
overwhelming in flavor profile. No. That's why you're starting. It's mild. That's why it's you're starting. Delicate. Number yeah. one, it's delicate. Okay, so we yeah. have a Briat Savarin. Then we have... And then we're going to go to the Midnight Moon Midnight in California. Moon, good. Okay. Then we're, we're going, going to, to Adore. The Harbinson, the Harbinson yeah. yes. Yeah. Or the Adore. Okay, so from Quebec, we have the Adore, which unfortunately you can't get in the U.S., but the Harbinson is as equally good from Vermont, okay? Okay, but the next time I see you, I just would like it duly noted as a side note that you could put some of the Adore in your suitcase for me. I will bring you whatever it is you want. Okay, Okay, good. All right, number four. Number four. All right. With, uh, with number four, we're going to go a bit like of my, like, cheese roots. And, you know, I've been doing this a long time. When I was, I'm 43 now. When I was 20, I think, or so, 21, I went to Switzerland. Mm. And my dad said, go learn over there. And I went and I, I was up in the Alps oh. and I was milking the cows in the springtime. And it was unbelievable, unbelievable. Wow. So we're going to go with number four with a proper cave-aged, Raw milk, all organically farmed Gruyere, okay? But, Jamie, hold on a second. Just like anything in life, there's different grades of things. Yes. There's a Mercedes E-Class. There's a Mercedes S-Class. They're all good. But, you know, the S-Class has the bells and the whistles and is quite like it's a unique car, right? Right. A cave-aged. So there's a very specific mountain, and you guys can get this in the States. It's called Kaltbach. K-A-L-T-B-A-C-H. That's the name of the mountain where Kaltbach. I train. The best Gruyere money can buy. It is like really? big, bold, sharp, nutty. Like if you want to make the most decadent mac and cheese or fondue, this is the Gruyere. Like it's really, really special. It's cave-aged in Switzerland, in this, in this mountain, for a minimum of two years. Wow. Typically, like you want to have it at three years. So go to your cheese shops, guys. Okay. Ask them for the cult back Gruyere. The cheesemonger will look at you and say, you know your stuff if oh, you're I love asking that. for this. Good. Yeah. We like to yeah. be culinary heroes. How, yeah, do exactly. you, how do you cut or slice this Gruyere? Is this a cheese slicer cheese? Yeah. Or yeah. Yes? Very okay. good question. Yeah, because well, you want so, – I, I happen to love – wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just yeah. want you to know that I think that the cheese slicer, the actual handheld tool yeah, is the not – The planer. The planer, thank yeah. you, is yeah. not utilized enough nor given enough credit because I, I totally agree. we cube everything and I love yeah. a triangle, don't get me wrong, and yeah. you take a yeah. bite of it and we want to fill our mouths. But when you use the cheese plane – you get a different melt, like on the tongue. You get yeah. a different melt, a, a different texture. A, the well, like if you took wine in your mouth and moved it around. It, it, Jamie, I echo you, and this is why I adore you because you think like I do. So, okay, you couldn't be more correct. So, a cheese planer. Look, it's really just science, right? Right. A cube of cheese, like like something thick and chunky. You throw it in your mouth, you got to chew it to really, like, digest it mentally. Not physically, but mentally, right? A cheese planer. And this cheese, the Kaltbach Gruyere, is very, um, it's semi-firm, so it's not too, too dry. So it's got nice moisture in it. So the cheese planer, A, will give you a beautiful curl, and, like, it'll just look beautiful. But B, this Thin, thin, ultra thin. It's like two millimeters thick. That should just melt right. on your palate. Right. You shouldn't have to 
chew a cheese like that, you want it to melt. Okay. Very well put, Jamie. And another thing, just to, to finish off your thought, if you have five cheeses, cut them all in a different way. Because, look, generally, sometimes cheeses can look the same from one to the next. Sometimes, okay? Yes. So when you cut them in a different way, you're just showing them more respect. Oh, nice. You're really like, you're, you're telling to your guests, hey, look at this one cut this way. Look right. at this one with a cheese planer. And you're just honestly showing the cheese respect. Yeah, you're differentiating as well, right? And and so you get the highlight of all, very important, of all the different cheeses. All right, round it out. Where's the stinky blue? Bring it. Okay, I think we go, well, okay, we went all over the world. We went in France. We were in Canada. We were in Switzerland. Yes. Um, Let's go, let's go to England and I love, and it's weird, I only have Stilton in the fall and the winter. I don't know why. It's got, like, a meatiness to it. Like, just like, it's like the beef tenderloin of the cheese world is Stilton, right? And for me, uh, I love it. And, and And again, like that Mercedes analogy, there's higher grades of Stilton and there's lower grades of Stilton. Your viewers deserve the best, Jamie. You deserve the best. So guys, take another couple bucks, go into your cheese shop, get the bougie Stilton because you deserve it. And that is the cheese really to end off with, right? That's where you got your port wine or your sauterne or, you know, from Canada, you got some ice wine, like something really sweet because the Stilton is so meaty and Mm -hmm. it's so salty. Mm -hmm. That to me is like, if you gave me that cheese plate right now, I would destroy it. Like, I would just, like, annihilate it. Okay, but you eat cheese for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two snacks. I don't get sick of it. It's weird. Like, like I'll go home two days ago, okay? I actually took a piece of Humboldt Fog, okay, home, right? So I walk in my door, and my wife's like, we have three, three goat's milk cheeses in the fridge. Like, why are you bringing this home? <laughs> I said, because I wanted this one. So, like, right now in my fridge, I have four different goat's milk cheeses. Like... This is my fridge at home. Okay, Afram, pause there. You are making me so hungry. We're talking cheese with cheese master Afram Pristine. More right after the break. We're back and we're dishing Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, Canada's premier cheese expert with over 25 years of experience is in your radio. He is one of the world's youngest maitre fromagers. He is Afram Pristine, my dear friend. I am Chef Jamie Gwen and we're getting cheesy. I have to ask you, if you could add it up, like have you ever sat down and tried to figure out on average how many cheeses you taste a day over since you were 20, 23 years, I mean, okay. before that. Yeah, so so I I was full-time at like 18. Right, so how at many 18, cheeses in your lifetime, so, I guess, thus far? I want to say, and I've done this, 
And, you know, filming my show, Jamie, it was like, uh, you know, 80 new cheeses a day. A day, day like right. Worldwide. It was yeah, crazy. Fabulous. So I want to say, realistically, probably, like, over 2,000 for sure. It's probably closer to, like, 2,500 different cheeses. Oh, that seems the, low to me, that number. Oh, that's that's high. That's a lot. Like, there's there's probably... The thing is, like, you go to, like, at my cheese store now, and we probably have the most cheeses in Canada at, at any one time. It's yes. like 500. It's like 500. Unbelievable. And that's, like, chi- and, uh, so that's, 2,500 is a lot. Because, like, now we're talking, like, local stuff. Like, like going to Crete, the island of Crete. Oh, I've been the there. Mediterranean. Yes. I've been there. But, what a beautiful like, place. It's amazing. And, like, trying some of the local cheeses that, like, are made by this one guy and and his grandmother, and mm. that is it, right? Like, there's so many local things, right? Oh, Mur- unbelievable. M- uh, Murray's Cheese Store in New York. Very, I love very Murray's, famous, yes. Right? They have probably 500 cheeses or so. So 2,500 is, is a lot. And look, I'm still going. I know. Well, going, yeah, you, you got know? 50 more years, my friend, at least. It's, it's, it's hard to find new ones, too. That's the thing that, like, I haven't had, right? Like, innovation in cheese and... And, and, like, modernism, like, of course, like, they're changing, they're evolving, but, you know, things also don't last very long, right? Sure. And there's trends and there's gimmicky things that, yes. that, you know, I have one cheese right now. It's crazy. So it's from Holland, okay. and it's jet black, jet black, the, the che- whole wheel. The, the, the okay. wheel itself, the cheese itself. Inside and outside okay. is, like, is, like, just a black Bla- a black slate. Okay, okay so I'm going to guess. It's, an, it's it, it could be only of a, a, a few things. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's either squid ink or char or... No. What is it? Licorice. Black licorice. No. It's infused with lemon and black salted licorice, which is a super Dutch thing. How fascinating. And look, it's weird. Okay? It's I'm weird. not going to lie to you. Like, it's not one I'm taking home very often. Okay. But man alive. It's just so intriguing. Well, right? of like course. Don't you want to buy it and bring it home and show sell. off to all your friends? We sell so much of it. I can't believe I'm even saying this, but like, I'm going to be, I'm an honest person. I don't know how many repeat buys we get on it, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But, but everybody like, has to try it once. Once. It's really I think black. that's fabulous. It's yeah, um, yeah, it's cool. You know that you're going to get a text from me. Afram, it's winter. Come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's I build. To, I would love to have you. Please, thank you. Of course. Let's build a holiday board. I'd love because to. Oh, I think that's nice. That's yeah, fun. at the start of Thanksgiving or Christmas or yeah. whatever Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, you whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah. There's always the challenge, and I get emails galore. The challenge of what do I serve first, right? I'm about to serve a big feast, and so I don't want to make a crab croquette appetizer. No, you put out a few interesting seasonal cheeses with nuts and fruit and otherwise, and you let people graze as they start their, their their first glass of wine, and then you put out a feast. So we will need you come winter once again. No problem. I'm there. Okay, good. Uh, Cheese Boutique, for those that haven't been, don't know, just buy an airplane ticket now. You're going to Toronto, Canada. It's 52nd year. It is the cumulative knowledge of three generations whose expertise and influence has earned accolades not only locally but worldwide. 
500 cheeses. It is the most extraordinary cheese vault in North America. And I cannot tell you how proud I am to call this gentleman my friend and how much I respect his passion, his dedication, and his knowledge. You want to follow on social at cheese underscore boutique. And if you want the um, daily dialogue of licorice, salted licorice <laughs> lemon zest, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. follow at Afrim, A-F-R-I-M, pristine, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E as well. And I can't wait to eat cheese with you again, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're the best. Thank you. You're the best. All right, hugs to Courtney. I'll talk to you soon. I will. See you. Thank you, thank you. And so that was a lovely, lively, cheesy conversation now, wasn't it? I hope that we fed your soul, that you feel gratified by cheese, and that you are running out to buy Afram's top fall picks. He's wonderful, isn't he? That brings us to the end of an hour of delicious conversation, but no worries because I'll be back in your radio next weekend, but don't go just yet. Let me leave you with my last bite, my last ounce or tidbit of gastronomic inspiration for the week. I kicked off this show waxing poetic, at least I hope you thought so, about pumpkins. It is pumpkin season, pumpkins on trend, it's pumpkin spice everything, and I happen to adore pumpkins. I also love dishes with five ingredients or less. So I have a snack, could be a breakfast, would be a perfect, lovely uh, hors d'oeuvre along with cocktails. And it screams fall. And it has a punch of flavor. So since I'm on a pumpkin kick, I think you should make pumpkin and ricotta toasts. So you roast pumpkin cubes, or you could use butternut squash. Once again, olive oil, salt, pepper, high heat till they're caramelized on the outside and just tender, delicious on the inside. You spread ricotta cheese on toasted country bread. You top with that caramelized pumpkin. You drizzle balsamic syrup or your favorite reduction. And you have a taste of fall that really satisfies. Three ingredients. I will post my pumpkin ricotta toasts on social at Chef Jamie Gwen. And I will meet you here next weekend when I guarantee there is lots more fabulous food to be had in your radio. I thank you for listening and allowing me to share my passion. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off. And I hope you continue to eat well. Well.